We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate Talking to you, rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Always do appreciate you making us part of your day each and every day. Now, here is how you guys can be a part of the show. You can give us a ring at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. And... The MadWorldAttractions.com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go on the show. Coming up on the show today, the director of broadcasting at Clemson, Don Munson, is set to join us in the next segment. What do you want to know from the director of broadcasting at Clemson? As classy as he is, always tells us, I'm not the voice of Clemson, Mark. That was the late, great Jim Phillips. He will always be the voice of Clemson. However, I am the director of broadcasting at Clemson. Don Munson joins us at 3.20 p.m. At 3.40 p.m., our Clemson midseason report card. Um, Frank Reich, unbeknownst to him, in some questioning, shed some light on what it's really like to work with David Tepper. You know, when you only see him forward-facing and out there in public and visible, seems like an affable guy. But there is some sound from Frank Reich, okay, that paints the picture of what it's really like. I'm not going to come out and say it's awful, it's a disaster. I'm not going to come out and say that. Um, I'm going to let you guys make your own determinations. That's coming up at 4 o'clock p.m. today. We've got Jake Crane coming up at 420. We ask you, what sport has the best postseason? We've got the top five at five. We've got the North Carolina and South Carolina top ten today. And we have you here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere in existence. But, my friends, we, of course, want to open with this. It's not often that we on this show open with baseball, right? We live in a college football world, and I am a college football girl. It's not often that we open with baseball, okay? But last night, Braves Phillies took the stage. And I'm not sure how many of you guys realize this, 
Okay? I'm not sure how many of you do, but there was a point last night where there was exactly a 91.6% chance that Philadelphia was going to win. It was midway through the fifth inning, and Philadelphia led 4 to nothing. And I was starting to see excuses on Twitter like, oh, the Braves' bats have just gone cold. They've just gone cold. What can you do about it? The Braves' bats have just gone cold. You know, what can you possibly do? What can you possibly say? There's nothing any of us can do. And that burns my brownies because it gives no credit to the other team, right? Like, that's where we are as a society. When our team loses a game, it's that, man, our team just didn't show up today. Huh. Funny, it's amazing how Ohio State never shows up against Michigan then. Are we going to show up in the biggest game of the year? No, Philadelphia was just mowing the Braves down. But an offense that averaged a somewhat historic 5.85 runs a game was not going to be shut out, was not going to be stopped for long. The Braves chipped away, uh, getting one run on on an Ozzie Albee single to bring home Ronald Acuna Jr. Then, in the bottom of the seventh inning, Travis Darno, who was only even playing because Snitker made a brilliant managerial move to pull out the struggling Sean Murphy, give us a little bit better bat. We need that bat in the lineup for this game, a must-win game. And Travis Darno took you from not really in the game to very much in the game with this. Strikeouts. That ball's hit well. Darno, deep left. Goodbye. Two-run home run. It's a one-run game. So you're telling me there's a chance. And that's how you felt after that. You felt that way. It went from 91.6% chance the Braves were going to lose to, oh, my gosh, down by a run, couple innings to go, few innings to go. We can do this. Here they come. The bats are coming back to life. Oh, my goodness gracious, right? Starter Zach Wheeler left in a little bit too long, maybe. He, But darn, was he not effective early in that game. He was massively effective. And, you know, you can tell me what the records say, right? You can tell me that all oh, the combined records of the Arizona Diamondbacks against the L.A. Dodgers, Diamondbacks lead that series 2 to nothing. The combined records there are every bit as good as Braves-Phillies, but Braves-Phillies feels big, doesn't it? Like Arizona-Los Angeles, eh, doesn't feel big. Braves-Phillies feels massive especially when you consider the fact that this series it basically gives you the entire East Coast. You know, like it gives you the whole East Coast. Um, you know, the Braves have the United States of America south of Virginia, okay? So, I mean, they have the United States of America. They have the East Coast. Favorite team in Florida, Atlanta Braves. Favorite team in Georgia, Atlanta Braves. South Carolina, North Carolina, Atlanta Braves right? Then the Phillies give you north of that because the Mets suck, the Yankees suck, the Orioles are there on the American League side, but from a National League standpoint, you've got the entire East Coast. Arizona against Los Angeles, you have the desert. Congratulations. You know, this feels massive, and it is awesome to see.
Then, bottom of the eighth inning, relievers now in for Philadelphia. The score is now four to three. This is that was step one of a three-step play, three-course meal that was just unbelievable to witness. Austin Riley, three and two, two outs, two strikes, bottom of the eighth. What do you got for me, Austin? Three and two. Here he comes. Riley in the air to left field. On the run, Marsh. There it goes. Austin Riley has given the Braves the lead in the eighth. As clutch as it gets. Oh, wow. He did it again. Oops, I did it again. He did it again. Crazy. (laughs) He did it again. Austin Riley, 5-4. But, my friends, not to be outdone. Bryce Harper is on first pace. There is one out in the ninth inning. And Castellanos is at the plate. And I'm going to tell you what. Off the bat, I thought this was big problems for Atlanta until Michael Harris Jr. had other ideas. He deals a 2-2. Castellanos in the air to right center field. Harris is on the run. Harris at the track. He leaps, and he makes the catch. Harper might be doubled up. The throw gets away. The throw to first. It's That damn near felt like they won the World Series last night, didn't it? I mean, it damn near felt like that. Um, You know, it's crazy to consider how odds shift, right? Because if the Braves lose that game, uh, I looked this up today, and and the feeling was, the the numbers said there was about an 88% chance the Braves lose the series. 88% if they lose that game last night. Okay. So, like, one out of ten times, the Braves would win the series if they lose that game last night. Now that the Braves won that game, what are the odds the Braves win the series? 70%. And it all shifted with that hit from Austin Riley and that double play from Michael Harris Jr. A double play, mind you, that Nelson Cruz had essentially the same play to make in the 2011 World Series It was the St. Louis Cardinals. It was the Texas Rangers. The Rangers were up by two runs. And there was the ninth inning. Two outs, two strikes. And David Freeze with two guys on, lines a ball to right field, and Nelson Cruz decided not to give up his body. Got scared that the wall was coming up. The play was there to be made. He kind of alligator arms the ball because the wall is coming up. Bro. Well, how about give up your body to win a World Series? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Wouldn't do it. Yet Michael Harris completely gave up his body last night to make the catch. I don't blame Bryce Harper for getting doubled up there. Like, he's he's trying to score on that play. That, In my opinion, that's a risk you got to take. Otherwise, there's two outs and he's on first. What is that going to do for you? Right? So I don't blame Bryce Harper there. But the bats came to life for Atlanta, and what a bloody scene that was. You know, it's going to be fascinating to see what 
the atmosphere is going to be like in Philadelphia. And can that atmosphere swing the momentum back in the favor of the Phillies? Because darn it, if the Atlanta Braves do not have all of the momentum right now. And I got to tell you, um, last night in the Ryan household, okay, uh, I was downstairs watching that game for about an hour. Then a little bit of guilt started to come over me. And guilt started to come over me because we did not have Jackson this last weekend, right? Jackson was with, was with his biological dad. We didn't have Jackson. And Jackson was home. And, uh, you know, bonus dad is down in the man cave. We call it the ninja cave. Not hanging out with the family. So at like 8.15, 8.30, I go back upstairs. All right. We've got pizza. We've got chicken tenders. And we've got Casper the Friendly Ghost, the movie on. I don't know anything that happened in that movie. I don't know anything that happened in that movie. I was sitting there with my phone watching the game cast the entire time. One and two. The game cast is cool. You ever watched a game on that, Diesel? It shows you, like, their hot zones, where to pitch the players. You know, okay, we'll definitely want to pitch the player right here, you know. Uh, and it shows you everything kind of in real time. And, like, when Austin Riley hit that home run, I'm not lying to you. They Like, the, the ESPN app dropped confetti on, like, over the app. It was when, crazy. When Austin Riley hit that home run, my first thought was too high. Too high. Do you remember from uh, Major Leagues? Yeah. When they were when somebody's hitting a home run, it's too high. No, it's not too high. It's too far. So I, I thought, man, that he skied that ball. If it gets over the fence, it's barely getting over the fence, or it's going to be caught at the fence. Don't let it happen like that. But he had just enough on it. Just enough on it, man. They came back from four nothing, more than halfway through the game, tie the series at one. You go from an 88% chance of losing to a 70% chance of winning. I think if it goes back to Atlanta, there's an 80% chance of winning. It feels like, you know, it feels like the Braves came alive. It yeah. feels like they Roger Dorned themselves. This morning at 9, 10 a.m., I activated myself. They the Braves have activated themselves. They've activated themselves. Beware. Be very, very aware. You know, uh, so just like... I thought that was postseason baseball at its absolute best, at it at its absolute finest. But I'll tell you, prior to that, Diesel, prior to that very moment, there was a lot of feeling of, you know, this postseason setup doesn't benefit the best teams. Look what's happening to them. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, look, the Rangers are up 2-0 on Baltimore, okay? Mm -hmm. The Twins are tied 1-1 with the Astros. So... The team that didn't have the bye, the teams that didn't have the bye are three and one. Yeah, taking time off okay. is detrimental. Three and one. In the NL, now the teams that don't have the bye are three and one. They were almost four and oh. Okay? They're three and one. Gary Sheffield Jr. says it's total BS what they're doing. You know, any team who's leading is naturally gonna say, Oh, cry me, cry. Go ahead, cry. No, I'm just I'm just telling you, it's it's weird. It's odd. Philadelphia gets to get in a groove. Atlanta gets out of their groove. The bats are cold. The bats are cold. Well, why do you think the bats are cold? You've been in a routine now for six months. You're going to break the routine right before the postseason begins. You don't think that 1%, your coordination may be off? 
makes the difference between a flyout and a home run? How much would it cost the Braves to employ uh, employ a team that's already eliminated to come play a couple exhibition games in their home stadium? Yeah, it's a hell of an idea. Hey, A's, you guys aren't you You're guys out. haven't had a home game in a, a whole year. You're yeah. moving anyway. Come on down here. We'll pay you. Just give us a give us a couple exhibition games. The road teams are dominating in this series. And it really, really is something. All right, my friends, if you are a Braves fan, congratulations. We've got more on that to get to on the show today. If you like the baseball content, reward us. Let us see that you like it on the madworldattractions.com text line at 71307. Start your text with the word fan and away you go. When we get the engagement via calls, via texts, that's when we do more of that kind of content. If we do that kind of content and we don't get interaction, that's when we stop doing that sort of content. So if you're a Braves fan, do what I do. You know, I'm gluten-free. If I go to the store and I see that you have a gluten-free cake or like a a gluten-free hot dog bun, I'm buying it to reward you for carrying that, right? Are you guys going to reward us for opening with baseball today? 71307, just start your text with the word fan, and away you go on the show. We talk Clemson football with the director of broadcasting at Clemson. His name is Don Munson, and he joins us next here on Offsides. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Joined right now, as we are each and every Tuesday at this time, by the Director of Broadcasting at Clemson University. Uh, His enthusiasm is infectious, and he joins us right now as he does each and every week. Don Munson joins us on the show. Uh, Don, you know, this is one of those those days where we come off kind of a lackluster performance where, you know, the, the, the point is, the bottom line is Clemson gets the win. It is a Power 5 win. You're always going to take that. Yet to me, there were a lot of things to work on. Sometimes coaches love that. Sometimes they do not. My overarching feeling is I'm surprised at some of the mistakes we're still seeing on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think Cade Klubnick is coming along as fast as some would like. Is that about how you would assess it? Well, I mean, I, when you look at it, I mean, it's, it's never as bad as it appears. It's never as good as it appears. I mean, when you blow somebody out, 55 to 13, never as good as it appears. 
Uh, and when you win a game, 17 to 12, it's never as bad as it appears. I mean, you go back to 1981, they Now, what if we had had social media back in 1981? What if we had had all these sports call-in shows in 1981? People would be calling for Danny Ford's head. They'd be calling for, you know, you know Nelson Stowe, you know, all those guys, the, the, the coaching staff. So, you know, just just relax a little bit. Now, is Kay coming along as fast as, as most people want? Probably not. But that's all right. That's, you know, whose fault is that? Is that Kay's fault? Is that Coach's fault or is that your own fault because of your own stupid expectations? You know, don't get caught in that. Just because your expectations don't meet my, you know, don't meet mine, that's nobody's fault but your own. That, that's not my fault. That's, that's nobody's fault but your own. Interesting. Very, very interesting stuff. Uh, Don Munson joining us here on the show today. So, with that said, Don, what are your expectations for Kate? Uh, well, my expectations are to see them kind of work on the little stuff this week, get back to some fundamental things, try to get some people, you know, totally healthy. I'm hoping that when we go to Miami that we'll have everybody healthy that it hasn't had surgery, so let's put it that way. Uh, so, I, I think that we should have Nate Wiggins back. Hopefully we'll get Antonio Williams back as well, and I think that both of those guys will help both sides of the football defensively now. Defensively, this team is playing unbelievably well. I mean, they're playing they're playing really well, and I think that is getting overlooked because, you know, chicks dig the long ball. Everybody wants to talk about <laughs> that's what everything is, is always about. It's always about it's always about the offense. I mean, when you win a game fifty five thirteen, you don't hear people praising the defense. You hear them praising the offense and what they were able to do. So um but defensively, this this team is playing well enough to win a lot of ball games, and, and sometimes it may be ugly like it was this past Saturday. You know, Don Clemson doesn't always make as big a deal as some other programs in the state do about their way too early recruiting success. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, you know any any big names who are who are leaning towards Clemson who you feel like might might be a lock for the Tigers next year? Oh, I don't know that you, that you can get into any of that right now, to be perfectly honest with you, Mark. I mean, it's just it's because we're just in a different era. I mean, we're in a completely different era. Until you get to signing day in December and see a guy actually sign an, uh, a letter of intent, and even then, I mean, we've seen it already happen. We saw it happen last year. Guys sign letter of intent, but then not, you know, not honor that. So, we're in a completely different era right now. So I don't even get, get caught in that. When signing day comes, when a guy shows up on campus, that's, that's when you can feel pretty confident about, you know, and then when they do show up, you're never really sure what they have. I mean, obviously you knew what we had when we signed Trevor. You knew what we had when we signed Deshaun, when we signed Sammy, when we signed CJ. All right? But, but, that, but those kind of guys – you know, those are, those are generational type of players. When you have a generational type of player, you know. Uh, so we're just going to – other than that, you're just kind of waiting to see really what transpires and what happens. You know, Travis Etienne is a perfect example of that. Etienne was a guy that they had to sign because of a running back left. He was a high three-star, a low four-star, had never touched campus before, had never been, you know, really in contact with Clemson coaches until about two weeks prior to signing day in February, and then he turns out to be the best running back that ever came through 
the Atlantic Coast Conference, and I would argue the best player that ever came through the Atlantic Coast Conference. But nobody really knew. Nobody was glowing over the fact that Travis Etienne had signed with Clemson. Uh, but it just happened that way. And he turned out, look look at the job he's doing in the professional ranks as well. No doubt. Clemson South in Jacksonville now. Yeah, they might just take up residence in London now, London now, Don. I mean, with what they've done the last couple of weeks. Uh, Don, I was critical of the fans' mass exodus at the end of the third quarter. I'm not sure if that's something from your seat, Don, you take note of, you notice. And I don't know if it's like pre-planned, we're going to leave at the end of the third quarter, if it's they're kind of disgusted with the way the team has played or there's no more college football playoff on the line, so we're not going to stay for the – but I look at it like this, Don. You know, you get six to seven home play, home games a year. The games are three and a half hours long. You tell us that Death Valley is your favorite place on earth. You multiply three and a half hours times six to seven. That's 24 hours. You get to sp- spend one day – and your favorite place all year long. Where do you have to go that's more important than where you are? And that was my feeling, and I think some Clemson fans take exception to that. Why not stay for the whole game, Don? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm with you, but I, I really do not notice from my – because I'm not looking for that, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm just, I'm just not concentrating uh, on that. So I, I really don't know – you know, I, I took no notice of what was happening at the third. You're – this is really the first that I've heard of it, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, obviously at halftime, there's a lot of people that will go out and not come back. I mean, you know, you get – it's 100% full at right about, until about four minutes before half, and then halftime will come up. And you may get 90, 90% of those people come back in, maybe sometimes just 85, depending upon, you know, what's, what's going on. But that's also just today's day and age. <laughs> People's attention span just – just a little shorter than it was back back when you and I were, were going to games and, and being, you know, kids and going doing every kind of stuff. It's just there's the attention span and there's so much other stuff to entertain folks that that's why it's a tough sell. You know, Don, this is Diesel here. You know, obviously the most popular guy on a team that's not performing particularly well is the backup quarterback. In what in your mind, in what ways could the Kelly Bryant to DJ Uyangalale transition and then the DJ Uyangalale to Cade Klubnik transition affect Dabo's decision-making process with Christopher Vizina waiting in the wings? Oh, I don't think it has any effect right now because, you know, if you're, if you're there at practice and you're watching, you understand the separation that is, that's going on uh, right there. You know, Cade's light years ahead of, of Christopher right now. I mean, he, just, he is. He's just light years. Uh, ahead. I mean, if something were to happen to Klubnik, you know, in the next game at Miami, they would try to get Vecina ready, but even that would probably take a couple of weeks. Hunter Helms would be the guy that would come in and run the show, uh, you know, for him. And I think that Hunter is, you know, exceptionally capable at, uh, at being able to, to do that. But I don't think that there's any, that there's any turning to Christopher Vezina, uh that's in the that's in the thought process right now to be perfect. They, they want to try to redshirt him and get a little bit more separation between the two. Um, but, you know, this CV, I, I don't think you have to worry about that at all as, as far as that being a, a legit conversation. You know, it's it's incredible, Don. You know, you, you in our field, it, we have a little bit different position, Don, where, you know, you see and you're around the team and you pick up the vibe that's around the team. And then I love having you on because we largely get 
man, the vibe around the team is really positive. There's a lot of good feeling around the team. We are kind of the voice of the fan, and the fan is saying, I'm not seeing a lot of explosiveness uh, from this offense. You know, it's, that's, that's what we hear a lot of the time. Not a lot of explosiveness out of the running back room. But, but I do see a ton of explosiveness out of Tyler Brown, a three-star kid out of Greenville High School who just might be at the very top of the wide receiver depth chart right now. Do you think Dabo and the coaching staff is as surprised as the rest of us are that this kid is this good and this explosive so soon? Yeah, I think it probably caught him a little off guard, to be perfectly honest with you. And we've, we've seen that time from time, you know, not just with, you know, a wide receiver position or, you know, even a running back uh, position. You know, uh, I mentioned Travis, and certainly ETN was, was a surprise to them uh, at his explosiveness that, that was available to him offensively. Um, but, yeah, but now the question becomes with, with Tyler is, you know, he's taking a college beating. And a college beating is different than a high school beating. You know, when you're taking a beating in high school, you're taking it from 15, 16, 17-year-old, maybe 18-year-old kids, okay? In college, particularly now, some of these guys have been around five or six years over there on the defense. All of a sudden, you're an 18, 19-year-old body, and you're taking blows from a 22, 23-year-old. That's significantly different. Significantly different. And um, so it's going to be wear and tear on him will probably be, you know, how does he stand up? How does he play the second half of the season? I think will be will be a big question mark to see how he answers that. Hopefully he answers it exceedingly well. Don, at times this season it's looked like the offense and everything has clicked for Clemson. You could say that a little bit in the Florida State game. You could say it about the Syracuse game. Obviously the Wake Forest game was a step back. You know, I, nothing in this sport is ever ever linear. It's always that Paula Abdul song, two steps forward, one step back. But but do you predict at any point with the remaining uh, six games on the schedule that things will click into place and sort of lock in for, for Clemson the rest of the season? Well, I mean, that, that's, you know, can I predict that? No. I don't think any of us can predict that unless you got a crystal ball and you've already seen it. So that's that's why you show up game to game, and that's why you show up and watch it. To see what happens. People always, you know, my, my favorite question I get to the, throughout the week is, Don, how do you feel about the game? And my answer is, I have no feeling about the game. Because none of us know. None of us, none of us know. That's why we show up and watch it. And we're either ecstatic or we're disappointed. One of the two. You know, very rarely do you come out of it riding the fence. Eh, that was okay. I mean, how often do you come out of a game if you're a fan of a team? Eh, that was okay. You don't ever say that. You're either disappointed or you're ecstatic, one of the two. But that's also, again, and I've just said this on your show, and I'll say it on every – that's why we're called fans, short for fanatic. That's what fanatics do. Uh, and so – but you hope, yes, that as this goes along, that, that the offense does get better and that it makes strides game to game and that people get more comfortable in the roles. I think that obviously we saw that at Syracuse. I thought, I thought that the Syracuse, what they did at Syracuse following up, from Florida State, because Florida State, I thought, was just a tremendous effort, both sides of football, and I thought they came back and did it again against Syracuse. Uh, and then, unfortunately, they didn't do it against, against Wake. Um, but they got a win, and that's, that's the most important thing. And now you get an off week. You watch Miami go to, go to North Carolina. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond after what happened to them last week. And then, you know, we'll head off to, off to South Beach and see if we can't go take care of business. 
On that time off, Don, uh, how do you? What are the areas of focus you think during during this break, and and how do, how does Dabo and company typically spend this time? Well, I think that ball security, uh, and I think there's obvious reasons for that, and I mean ball security in all phases of the game. Uh, so I think there's I think there's there's that. I think offensive line, uh, uh, what are you going to do? Because I think there's now some. There is a question mark of what's going to happen at right guard with the absence of, of Walker Parks. Is Harris Sewell? Now he showed. I think he showed some things against Wake. That does he all of a sudden you know walk in there and and take over that position, which I think actually would be a good thing if that could happen. Having a young freshman over there, even though uh, you know Parks is going to come back, uh, so he'll be back next year. He's not like he's having surgery. Even he's not going to be gone. He'll be back. Uh, so I think offensive line is also. Uh, an area, um, and then I think just you know uh, you've got in my mind I think you just got to figure out uh, you got to figure out running game. Uh, Clemson, you know we haven't had a hundred yard rusher since the opener against Duke. We've been rushing it for close to two hundred yards per game, and if you look at the combined stats between Shipley and Moffa, uh, you can say well you know the tailback spot is is putting out there about 140, 150 yards per game, but you'd like to see one guy kind of kind of take over and be dominant, and we'll see what the second half of the season brings us, whether that's going to be Shipley or whether that's going to be Moffa. His name is Don Munson. He's the director of broadcasting at uh, Clemson University. Don, this is becoming one of my favorite segments of the week. We thank you so much for your time as always. Enjoy the bye week. Safe travels. Moving ahead. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you all having me on as always. Go Tigers. There you go. Don Munson, director of broadcasting. <laughs> Diesel Don absolutely bringing his fastball today, man. I mean that that clip. Now I'm I'm about to tweet this, Diesel. You tell me if I'm if I'm quoting this correctly. I asked Don Munson if the criticism of Cade Klubnik is fair. Those expectations. Is it the coach's fault? Cade's fault? Or are they your own stupid expectations that are out of line? Is that right? Like your own in parentheses fans, right? I mean, because he's not talking. I don't think directly to me. He's speaking passionately about is that is that accurate? Do you think? Oh yeah, that's do accurate. I, do I have that? Do I have that accurately? Okay, good. So guys, <laughs> bringing the fastball today uh, is Don is Don Munson. You know, and it is interesting. There's been a little bit of a debate this week. You know about what the goals of the team should be. You know, Susan Lloyd, who's a friend of mine, Parker's Tiger on Twitter. She's a sports photographer for Clemson. She says, well, the only goals I care about are what the team's goals are, not what fans say. But I, I don't know, Diesel. I mean, this is a program that made the playoff six times in a row, okay? Certainly a program that made the playoff six times in a row wouldn't want there to be three straight years where they don't make the playoff, right? So isn't making the CFP a goal, right? And if making the CFP is not a goal, shouldn't the expectations be increased a little bit? You know, and, and I've even heard some Clemson fans say, well, you can't expect to make the CFP every year. Well, why not? Don't you think that's what Georgia fans expect? Don't you think that's what Alabama fans expect? Do you want to lower the expectation below that of those programs? You know, guys, again, you know, maybe my issue is that I can't hold others to the same expectations that I have for myself. Because, like Diesel will tell you, man, working with Mark is exhausting sometimes. Yeah, 
Because you know why? Because we have like this internal drive to be great, right? And I I always want us to be pushing to absolutely be our best. It is exhausting sometimes. But because I hold myself to a very, very high standard, and because whenever I feel not good about a show, I always try to make sure there aren't two shows where I feel that way back-to-back, I don't know. Maybe my expectations for myself are too high, and then maybe that carries over into the expectations for the teams I cover. Should Clemson fans expect to be in the CFP this year? Should that is that a realistic annual goal? You know, maybe some years you don't hit the goal. You know, but uh, but is that not a realistic expectation for Clemson for where they should be? 844-FAN-PHONE, that's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E, that's 844-326-3663 is where you can get to us on the show today. I've got another interesting Braves question for you that um, that covers the vast popularity of this team, and we'll get to that next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. You know, driving into work today, I was behind a car, and it, it there was a sticker on the car, Diesel, and it just said, F you. And I'm like, well, what did I do to you, man? You know, like I'm, I'm just driving to work, minding my own business, you know, doing my own thing. Why you got to be like that? Oh, no, oh. Furman University. Oh, I see what you did here. There's something that's just charming about that, isn't there? F you. <laughs> Hashtag F you all the time. You know, coming from from such a prestigious institution, just that little that little bit of rolling around in the mud is kind of fun. Oh, it is, isn't it? Like it, and it's like it shows you too that they don't take themselves too seriously. Unlike my own alma mater, who had every chance to claim F you because it was available, and they instead chose UF just to avoid that very moniker. Avoid, embrace, embrace, brother, embrace. You know, and the Furman donors embrace that. Credit to them, you know? Like, serious props to you guys for owning what you did. All right? Really proud of you guys for that. All right, let's catch up on what you guys are sending in to us. Uh, didn't you hate Jeff last week? I'm not sure what that means, Texter. Uh, this upcoming game at Citizens Bank Park is going to be nuts. Those fans are going to be loud and annoying. Braves Phillies, 100%. They are going to be loud and annoying, and I, for one, cannot wait for the atmosphere tomorrow night. Cannot wait. Uh, let's see here. Let's continue. Travis Darno is my favorite brave. A texter says he's a type one diabetic like myself. Michael Harris is up there too. Those guys seem like genuinely good dudes. So says Trey. Texter says the bye week in the postseason is a joke. All the top seeds have lost or struggled. Yeah, the top seeds are two and six. Texter says I knew the minute Riley hit the ball, it was gone. He may be the most clutch player on the Braves. Philly's best chance to beat him, you know, like if it takes the Braves a couple games to wake back up from the layoff, if it takes that time, 
Maybe, you know, all Philly needs to do is beat them one out of three times. But now they need to beat them two out of three times, and maybe that's too much. Let's make one thing abundantly clear as far as I'm concerned, though. Philly's chance to win this series is to close it in Philadelphia. So it's not one game at a time. They've got to win both. If this goes back to Atlanta, Atlanta moves on. And I think you know I'm right on that. Uh, Let's see here. Matt J says, love the Braves discussion. Just hope they can keep up the momentum. Uh, Texter says, so I had the same thought yesterday as Diesel, but just bringing up one of your minor league teams and pay them a good salary for for change for that week. Um, yeah, you're like to scrimmage. Yeah, like you, you need to do that. You need to stay sharp. Rest versus rust, right? That's the question. Uh, Texter says the Braves played in uniform with fans and used their AAA team in Gwinnett to make two complete teams for three days was open to the public. Did they? I wasn't unaware of that. So did they play full games? You said they they made two complete teams for three straight days. Was open to the public. They played in uniform. Texter says, Mark, yes, sir, more baseball content, especially Braves. Did not think they were going to wake up. All I can say is it's about time. Also, the bullpen was great as well with the hold to close it all out. Awesome. Texter says, yes, Mark and Diesel like the baseball talk, but postseason only. Baseball season is too long. It is just too long. I agree. Texter says, Braves country represents Tennessee, too. More on that momentarily. Uh, Texter says, after watching Syracuse play UNC last weekend, I'm even less impressed with Clemson's last two performances. Syracuse is really bad. No, Syracuse isn't really bad. Syracuse beat Purdue on the road. Syracuse beat a tricky army. Okay? Syracuse is probably a middle-of-the-pack Power 5 team. All right? They're not Vanderbilt. They're probably not South Carolina or Florida either. You know, the Syracuse is probably Mississippi State. Uh, go Braves, Chop Chop, but on Don's interview, hit Lonzo's meow button, LOL. Uh, Mark made Don hit the fields. That's what we try to do. That's what we try to do. Texter says, Mark, you said it best yesterday. Clemson is making its bed like Florida post-urban from Hunt GPT. Uh, Texter says, I was able to pick up the Smith & James gift card yesterday. Thanks for giving me a question I could answer. I'm looking forward to looking good like I know I should. Ah, Trey, you're going to have to send us a picture of you and your new Smith & James gear. It's going to look unbelievable on you, sir. Unbelievable. Um, I'm I'm planning a trip to Smith & James myself very, very soon as well. Very, very soon as well. So, um, yes, my friend, you will certainly be looking your best. Okay. Let's reset here. We opened with Braves Talk on the show today. Open with Braves Talk on the show. Um, and I'm I'm struck by this, this format where, you know, the best teams have buys and then all come out rusty for the second series. The wild card teams are in a groove. 
baseball seems to be so precise, right, that like any little time off, you essentially need to go through spring training again to get ready. You know, do you, certainly you like spending time with your family, but you come back and you're not sharp. You're not sharp at all. So um, anyways, guys, you know, I, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about the Braves and what they have to do. And I'm, I'm fascinated by their level of popularity. And I understand the why. You know, I, I really do. Um, the, I understand that they were the only team that you guys saw for a long period of time. But what did they do to keep you? You know, like, what did they do to keep you all this time? Because your loyalty to the Braves seems different than your loyalty to, say, the Carolina Panthers. You guys are done with the Carolina Panthers. You know, your loyalty to the Braves seems different than your loyalty to, the, to your college teams. I was at the Clemson-Wake Forest game on Saturday watching thousands of fans stream out in a one-score game in the fourth quarter. One-score game, 10-6 to six in the fourth quarter. Thousands of fans streaming out of Death Valley. You know, like, what did the Braves do to keep you? I know they had all those years of postseason berths, but they only won one World Series, right? You know, like, Diesel and I have discussed the criteria for being able to leave your team. You know, like, when is it okay to peace out on your team? And, you know, if you tell me you make the postseason 15 times and you win one World Series, I'd say you have a right if you want to peace out on your team. But you guys don't with the Atlanta Braves. Why is that? Why are the Atlanta Braves the one team that holds your loyalty forever? What is it about that connection? Let us know on the madworldattractions.com text line 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go. When we come back, we've got for you a Clemson midseason report card. That's next. This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. And we are the fan upstate. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.